Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to this week's podcast. The Lord spoke to me recently about checking our alignments. Lots of things can happen when you're in alignment and not good things can happen when you're out of alignment. There's something that will take place when you are in alignment and that's what we're going to talk about today. So about a week ago, I heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me in the night. And I actually heard him several times give me different phrases. And then in the morning, it was all put together and it went like this. Go and check your alignments. In order to have spiritual symbiosis, you have to have agreement and an inability to do it yourself. And that's the end of the quote. So it's been a long time since I've heard that word symbiosis. I remember something about it from from high school, but that's a while back. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of it before. <laughs> so I had to go searching what what is symbiosis and then had to really think about what is spiritual symbiosis. So in the natural, symbiosis is an agreement between two different species of animals that live together, surviving together. And one form, in le- at least, of the symbiosis is where there is mutual benefit of the two. For instance, um, when you have the, the cattle and the cattle egret, where the egret eats the ticks and the flies and bugs and so on off of the cattle. So the egret gets uh, a benefit by getting food and the cattle get benefit by being free from their bugs. And so it's a mutual benefit for them. And then there's, then there's a kind like a parasite is a negative kind of symbiosis where one is getting all the benefit and the other one is suffering from it. And, and then there's a kind where, where one has a benefit and the other doesn't really get anything out of the relationship, but, you know, at least somebody's benefiting, you know. But I think the sim- spiritual symbiosis that God is talking about here is the the kind that would be more for mutual benefit, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so the the two criteria that he said were you have to have agreement, you have to have agreement and an inability to do it yourself. So I think it's kind of like kind of like the body, you know, but but I believe it's talking about relationships. And mm-hmm. you know, you have to have agreement first of all you have to have spiritual agreement that you're both walking with the Lord. Yeah. It, uh, and the scripture, you know, be not unequally yoked mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. Because you have two different total mindsets. Right. And we all know those that, you know, one person or the other of, of the couple, one's a believer and one's not, or either one were not believers and then one got saved. Right. And then there's a war that can will happen in the family because things, they're not going to be agreeing on everything. Yeah, yeah. That was one thing about when you and I met and the Lord began to put us together. 
I could see that we both came from a similar background, so there were a whole lot less things to disagree on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's made for a much more harmonious marriage, I'm sure. Yes. So this idea of spiritual symbiosis, you have to have agreement and an inability to do it yourself. I'm reminded of Amos 3.3 that says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Or another translation puts it, can two walk together without agreeing where to go? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're just not going to walk together unless you've agreed. And so that's the first, the first part of this is agreement. Well, I think we tend to form relationships in the body of Christ, in the body of the Lord, based on agreement. And when there's disagreements, you know, people can part ways and and hopefully we part ways agreeing to disagree you know mm-hmm. agreeably disagreeing there there is a way to do that in the spirit and it's a good thing but there were people in like in the apostle paul's day where there were people that he he actually turned over to satan so that they wouldn't uh, so that they would learn not to blaspheme yeah. you know uh-huh. um because they weren't agreeable and they were kind of like gangrene to the body. <laughs> yeah, and even Paul and Barnabas, yeah, they had they had a had a tiff, you know, mm-hmm. and Paul maybe based on experience of what had happened before when they had John Mark with them that that he left them at some time in the trip, and maybe that was an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Something happened, and he didn't want that to happen again. And but Barnabas maybe thought, no, he's maturing more now. But they got into an argument and parted ways. Yes. But what that did, God worked that together for good by doubling. Uh-huh. There were now two teams that were going out he into more ministry. <laughs> and, and, it, and it worked together for good. And later, mm-hmm. Paul called for John Mark to come. And, yeah. and, you know, he recognized him as an important part of the body. So, yeah. you know, things can happen and... God works it together for good. Yes, but I, I think I think the the idea of um, working together, walking together, is is critical. And you know, as we spoke about in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I think it was about um, we can't do anything ourselves without Jesus. He says, "Without me, you can do nothing." No. And and so we have to have Him first in relationships. And I'm not just talking about marriage relationships. I'm talking about ministry relationships as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just to use our marriage as a as an example, there are things that that Philip has an, an ability to do that I don't have an ability to do. So he does those things, and and vice versa. That there are things that I have an ability to do that he doesn't. And I've always recognized the anointing, like in in Sharon's life. So we've we've never you know we've been married um, 39 years now. And we have not ever had a big, full-blown fight. You know, we've had arguments. We wouldn't be human if we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Disagreements, maybe. Disagreements, you know. (laughs) But we've never had something where we left slamming the door or, you know, driving off, da-da-da-da-da. You know, that that hasn't happened. And it's by recognizing Jesus and the other person or finding them in the Spirit might be another way to say it. Finding a person in the Spirit has to do with letting the Holy Spirit help you to understand what makes another person tick so mm-hmm. that you can you can make allowances for their weaknesses 
and and help them maybe to overcome their weaknesses. But the idea of uh, this spiritual symbiosis, having agreement and also an inability to do it yourself. Like, you know, when it comes to repairing the car, I have an inability there. I, you know, I, I know how to pump some gasoline and I, I know how to check the oil probably, but you know, it's been a long time since I've changed a tire because Philip has always just been there. Of course, he doesn't ever let the tires get in a position where they go flat. But I'll have to show you how. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I did it. I did it when I did it before I knew you. <laughs> but I like it better with you doing it. <laughs> but but there, you know, there are things that we we have inabilities to do, and we agree together to walk together and the one carries the part that the other can't carry. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you both have to just be, have the, this keenness in the Holy Spirit to stay in alignment. Yes. That's very important. Yes. It, and, and, you know, that's how this word began. Go check your alignments. Uh, you know, let's, let's just continue to use the example of a car, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like what happens, Philip, when... When a car's out of alignment. When a car's out of alignment, the the tires will wear, and you'll prematurely wear the tire out off on one side or inside or outside, and your gas mileage can go down too, and it'll bring vibration. When you know, then sometimes the faster you go, the more the car can vibrate. Uh, now that brings me to a picture of uh, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Yes. So if you're experiencing shakings, maybe there's something out of alignment that you need to take to the Lord and say, Lord, what am I out of alignment in some yeah. way? You know, especially if you live in a big city like Chicago, where I grew up, which gets a lot of snow and a lot of ice, cold temperatures, and you know, water gets into the roadbed, freezes and contracts, expands, breaks the road apart. And that can throw your car out of alignment if you hit a chuck hole or a pothole, we would call it. And you can blow a tire. I can blow a tire, could bend the rim. You can hit a curb. You know, you hit a curb, brush a curb, even parking, sometimes hard. And that can cause you to go out of line. And, and you get thrown a lot of curveballs in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it depends how you, how you take them is how you recover from them. Right. The faster you can recover from something being thrown at you, you know, because we all we all get thrown, we all get caught off guard. And if something catches you off guard, you just have to quick repent of it. Okay, Lord, and get me back on track. Because if something does throw you out of the line and you don't fix it, then you start paying for it down the road. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I remember sometimes we've, you know, we travel a lot and, and we've been behind a vehicle that maybe the frame got bent or something in an accident and it's they call it dog tracking yeah the, the the you look at the car and it's like it's at an angle going down the road even though it's going straight yeah kind of like how a dog runs where yeah, the, the, and, the rear legs are not in line with the front and legs. that's the, the the rear axle is knocked out of line and that takes a lot something big and heavy to do that so sometimes traumas in life uh-huh. can cause us to get out of alignment in in relationships, 
mm-hmm. or maybe spiritually, you know, or a, a fall or, or something like that can cause us to get out of alignment. And, and mm-hmm. God is wanting us, especially in these days, when we are contending for this global outpouring, we're contending for being a part of God pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And he's, he's looking for his people to step up into the anointing and show the world what Jesus looks like mm-hmm. and show the world what relationships are supposed to be like when we're walking in love, when we're walking in the spirit, when we're walking in the character of Christ, you know, where, where love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and those things that, that are the fruit of the spirit are mm-hmm. manifesting in our lives. That's what people are looking for. They're yeah. looking for peace. They don't have peace inside of them if they don't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might think they're okay. Well, I'm a good person. There's nothing wrong with my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're missing something if they don't have that, that, deep, mm-hmm. that deep relationship with our Father where we've been restored or he's in the process of restoring us and maturing us into the character of Christ. Yes, amen. You know, even, you know, we've been in a number of communist countries and you look at the people's faces, Yeah, you don't see anybody smiling. You know, very, very few. They, they don't smile. And if you smile... They'll think, what are you, what are you, uh, why are you smiling? Yeah, what, what's, what are you, what's what, wrong? What's, what's wrong with you? What's your angle? Yeah, what's your <laughs> angle? There's got to be a catch to it. <laughs> because they have nothing really to smile about. The oppression is, because when you're in a land that has a, has a government that oppresses you naturally, you're oppressed spiritually too. Yeah, that's true. And that's how the people react. And if you can live above that, even living in a communist nation, and there are those that believers they've had to learn to walk about where the joy of the Lord is your is your strength, not your circumstances or yeah. where you're living. It's true. It's true. And and it's really all about walking with the Spirit. Yeah. Walking with the Holy Spirit. Walking, al- allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in every set of circumstances where where we're able to walk in that place of the will of God. You know, mm-hmm. that, that scripture in First uh, Thessalonians 5, I think it's verse 18, that, that says, in everything give thanks, for mm-hmm. this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So walking in that place of thanksgiving, walking in that place of praising the Lord, yes. no matter what our circumstances are, it's going to create a bubble of the presence of God all around us. Yes, And amen. that will impact the atmosphere wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And the more, the more constant we are in our ability to stay in that place— of walking with him and stay in that place of praising and worshiping and, and thanking, um, mm-hmm. the more effective we're going to be in bringing the gospel to the people around us. Our former vice president, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jim Shaw, he was retired Air Force, and uh, he was quite a pilot. You know, he, he flew many different kind of planes, and he was in many dangerous situations. But he had a license plate. You know, you mm-hmm. might have seen him. It says, God is my co-pilot. But he took some uh, black electrical tape and crossed out "co" and where it said, "God is my pilot." Yeah, he's not my co-pilot. He's the pilot. I'll be the co-pilot. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. He has more uh, 
more stripes on the arm than I do. <laughs> now, if you go, th- if you travel a lot and you go through airports and and you'll see pilots that have four stripes on their arm and three stripes. And the, there's the captain and the co-pilot and the captain calls the shots because he has more experience. Right. More training, yeah. more experience. Mm-hmm. More hours. And, and yeah. that's what gives him the extra stripe. Yeah. And which means that he's better prepared in an emergency situation, you know, to stay cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's so these these people are walking together in a symbiosis where they have an agreement and hmm. you know one's probably got more ability than the other one but but they're 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 both probably pretty capable yeah but but the co-pilot is not going to say let me fly the airplane right that's the pilot's choice I'll, to let him let the co-pilot take off or land you know mm-hmm. when he feels the conditions are right for that because right. that's how the other pilot learns too Right. And you start on the small planes. You don't get into a 747 and just fly it right. without <laughs> having a lot of experience. Right, right. So there's this place of inability to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was volunteering to the Lord to do something that that I thought I was capable of doing. And he said to me very succinctly, very almost sharply, there are plenty of things you are capable of doing that I have not called you to do. Hmm. And so sometimes we have even abilities that are almost like a disability because we shouldn't be doing them. Yes. And we need somebody else to step up to do that part. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, for instance, Paul, the apostle, and Barnabas, and John Mark came along to take care of them. You know, he was probably the guy that fixed dinner for them when they stopped for the night, you know, or whatever. He, he, would, he would make the fire. He would, he would be carrying the load. He was the assistant. Mm-hmm. And even though Paul or Barnabas probably had the ability to carry the load, they put it on the young buck because they brought him along to carry the load. Yeah. But this is also where we bring people on to train them and help them mm-hmm. when, you know, I might be capable of doing something, but maybe I don't have time to do that. And I can get all wrapped around the axle doing things that I shouldn't be doing. You know, I'm capable of doing them, so I do them. But I need somebody to step up and train that can take over and do those things. Mm-hmm. So this is where we have this spiritual symbiosis and where we have to check our alignments, are we aligned correctly in the body? Do, do we have the people around us that are going to help us achieve? And are we there to help them achieve? Are we th- there to do it together? You know, look, looking at, uh, at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, it talks about the Holy Spirit being the one who operates in us to bring the uh, word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and the faith and gifts of healings. He gives to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discernment of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues and to another interpretation of tongues. But all these work the one and self-same spirit that is giving or portioning, assigning to every man as he wills. 
The Holy Spirit is portioning out gifts to each of us so that we will complement each other. Mm-hmm. When I need somebody to pray for somebody who's sick, I'm more inclined to go to someone to ask someone to pray who has a gift of healing or mm-hmm. a gift of working of miracles. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to pray for them too, but I want to make sure that there's somebody who really has a gift that's mm-hmm. involved in praying this through. And then you go on in the latter part of 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the body and the different parts of the body and and how there's, you know, there's an eye and there's an ear and there's a foot and and all of these all of these parts need each other. It's like I, I like this illustration where the elbow and the ear don't ever wind up fellowshipping together. <laughs> they just don't. It's impossible. You know, the way we're constructed, they can kind of get close to each other, but you'll never I don't know of anybody who can stick their elbow in their ear. But without the elbow, the finger can never get to the ear to scratch an itchy place in your ear. Yeah. And so you need each other, even if you're not having close fellowship, there's a need for each other because, you know, the ear needs needs that finger to scratch it once in a while <laughs> and things like that. So it goes on to say, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? I love the way that it's put in Ephesians. Paul puts it in Ephesians chapter 4, he gave some apostles and some prophets. And by the way, that word some in Greek can be either male or female. So he, mm-hmm. he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith. There's a goal here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get to this goal, and we need these alignments of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to grow the body up, to mature the body of Christ, to mature us as the church until we come into this unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, knowing him, and unto a perfect or a mature man or a mature person, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, the body of Christ is supposed to grow up to look like Christ. Yes. That's our goal. That's where God is taking us. And that's why we have to have our alignments right so that we're aligning with people who have what we need in our inabilities and that we supply from our abilities so that we get all lined up in the body to show to the world Mm. what Jesus is that he is the way, that he is the truth, that he is the the life, life. that he is love, that he is the one who paved the way, that he is the one who did everything for us, and that he stands there before our Father. His whole being is interceding Mm. to to help us grow up. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's the same Holy Spirit in us. You know, when we read back in John chapter 14, and it says where Jesus is talking to the disciples, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, 
that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And that's that Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yes. Where we can just walk anywhere and have the joy of the Lord in us, the presence of the Lord in us, where people can see us and and they can experience and and they feel the love of God coming off of you mm-hmm. onto them. Ever have people say that? You know, they say, there's just something about you or, or they're attracted to you. And it's just like the spirit of the Lord that he puts in us. And and that's what we're supposed to do as we walk this earth is having the power of God moving through us because we are his ambassadors. Right. So if we're ambassadors of heaven, we should be equipped from heaven. That's right. We should have, we have the gifts, you know, that are working through us, but we have to have the presence of God in us all the time. Mm-hmm. That is what we have to have. And that's only by spending time with him. You know, if we look in First um, Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, I'm going to read this um, in the Amplified. Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you? whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. You were bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Hallelujah. So we are bought with a price. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus died on the cross for us, you know, and he bled out for us that we could be free, that, that we could be equipped with everything that we need for our walk, our life. Because that's our, that's our job on this earth, is doing what he wants us to do. It's walking in completeness with the Father. And we don't see that. Even when you're first saved, maybe you don't see that. But after you've walked with the Lord for some years, you can get an understanding of that. You know, we're, I'm in my 60s now. You know, and I think, you know, okay, you know, I've been on this earth for 60-some years. What have I done for the Lord? You know, have I completed what I need to do? Am I fulfilling what I need to fulfill? And I know it's through the Holy Spirit working in me as he leads and guides that we will do what he wants us to do. You know, in John fifteen fourteen, Jesus says, I call you my friends if you do what I command you. And we want to be friends with God. And we want to have that relationship where we are with a friend. Because a friend, what do you do with your best friend? That's someone you can trust. At your wedding, is your best man. That's someone you trust. And so when you make Jesus your friend, where he trusts us, we can trust him. Absolutely. That's Our alignment first has to be with him. Yes. We align ourselves with the Lord. We align ourselves with his word we align ourselves with his spirit, and really, it's his spirit that is working within us to align us. It's not like, I mean, we have we have this series of choices. If we keep saying yes to him and keep saying yes to him and keep saying yes to him, keep letting him work his work in us to align us with him, then he will put us in positions where he can align us with other people Mm -hmm. who are also in alignment with him. And then he can accomplish what he is needing to do in this world. We are aligning ourselves with him to contend 
in prayer, to contend in spiritual battle, to bring the kingdom of God to heaven, to to align our hearts with his heart so that he can pour out his spirit through us. He can use us to equip others. He can use others to equip us and to engage in this great outpouring that he is doing in the earth today. Yes. And and it's all about lining up with him and lining up with each other and submitting to him our strengths and our inabilities so that he can pair us up with other people with other ministries to accomplish his purposes in the earth. So check your alignments and see what God will do as you align with him and align with his body. Amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.